Blazers just, frankly, have too much for the Jazz tonight. And Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, maybe the night where the lack of Conley and Donovan were most obvious. Yeah, I think it caught, it definitely caught up with them. I think you made the comment a couple times that they looked tired, and I feel that's what I felt like. Uh, didn't have a lot of pop. Uh, credit big time to Portland. I thought they they played the Jazz really really well, based on uh, you know films that everybody has seen. Uh, realized the weakness the Jazz have right now, and and kind of played to that. Well, I don't. I mean, Oklahoma City, everyone's going to replicate it now, and I, I think we'll be okay against Oklahoma City. I'm not sure about Sacramento, quite honestly. Uh, maybe Mike will be back. Ron said he went through quite a workout, but when Jordan Clarkson's off the floor, you just switch us one through five. We don't have anybody who can play isolation basketball to beat you to start the offense. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, Jordan, Bojan kind of showed tonight, you know, in a crowd, struggles kind of turns it over a little bit. Um, you know, I think you said it, Ron. He kind of presents the ball. That 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 was that's what it looks like too. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I can say that this team probably wouldn't be. This team probably wouldn't have competed for the first seed as presently constituted. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure they'd be a playoff team. Though. Right, and, and I mean that's the crazy part is they really have done a great job. But uh, you, you can see that it's starting to, like you said, scouting reports are out, films out, and these guys are tired. Well, are are we sure that uh, Phoenix is going to beat this Portland team tomorrow night? I'm certainly not no, sure I think about Phoenix that. Phoenix is really tired too. Right. So you combine that with a win over Oklahoma City, and the Jazz don't have to win their last two games. You, that would be the ideal situation. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix then also heads to San Antonio twice, and I, you know, I don't know whether um, the Spurs have it in them, but the. At some point, the Suns could pull the ripcord here too. Right. So I mean, I, and plus with that Sacramento game you know, last game of the season and all that, but they're not going to play any of their guys, right? No, I think they'll play all their guys last game of the season in front of the home crowd last time. That's always a little bit of a tricky game. Coaches have a way sometimes of, of pumping up their players. Let's be a spoiler, you know, let's do this, then, you know, and pumping up their guys to the point where they have one heck of a night or something like that. But I can't imagine those guys playing – that hard. I mean, their bags are probably packed already. And well, well, Fox going, isn't going to play. Home, going home. That is true. Yeah. Because he's out with protocol. Sorry, Booner. I didn't mean to step no, on you. You're right. Apologies. I was just going to say it's probably packed and ready to go. Go home to Tuelo somewhere. You know. That's right. <laughs> you don't think those guys are living in Sacramento in the off season? You know, it's only 40 miles out and 16 miles. 30 miles back, back yeah. right? <laughs> you know, I never understood that ad. Way campaign. too much TV. Yeah, but you remember it, I guess, right? Uh, uh, so, anyway, I, I think the Jazz still hang on for that top seed. I don't think there's going to be a ton of drama there. No, I do, but you never know. And the fact that they could hold on to it, David, we talked about this earlier today. The fact that they could hold on to it without Donovan Mitchell for a month, it's pretty right. amazing, actually. I mean, you go look at Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell's games played. Like, they're low on the list of star players played mm. games played. Now, we have Rudy playing every night, which is nice. But Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, those guys, they've all missed. Everyone talks about how many games they've missed, like, Don and Mike are now on that list. I know. Sometimes when I'm prepping for the games and I look at guys, um, you know, what they've done in the last five and last ten, a lot of those guys, I mean, they haven't played ten games in a row. A lot of them haven't played five games in a right. row. You know, it's just it's amazing how they're. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, hey, that was Donovan's 14th missed game, right? So Boyan Bogdanovich 
and it's Mike's ninth straight missed game. Boyan Joe and Jordan have just had to carry this thing for just a long time, and that's it's getting it's getting to be a lot for them. It looked like it tonight in the second half. It certainly did. Maybe they've got newborns at home too. So Tired. <laughs> your newborn was the uh, she or he? She. Or she. she? Um, was was their dad or a mom an athlete? Uh, no, neither one of us really. Lawyer. Her mom's, yeah, her mom's super smart, though, so we got that going. Still can be an athlete. We'll work I'd on it. I'd rather have her be a lawyer. <laughs> you would. She's going to play golf, I'll tell you that. Okay, that's, that's there a fam- we go. That's a family requirement. Thank so, you. Yeah, that's going to happen. All right. All right, have boys. fun, boys. All, All right, right be well. All right, there you go. That's David Locke, Ron Boone, of course. Terrific work by them tonight, as usual. The Jazz lose 105-98. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Your final Jazz fall to the Blazers, 105-98. to Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. We will get to uh, some player sound uh, coming up a little bit later. We'll also hear from uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. But Coach Lacombe, Jazz just did not have enough in the tank tonight. Uh, it seems like missing their guys is catching up with them a little bit. No, I think that's really it. You know, David commented on it all night long, and you know, the Portland did a great job. I and mean, Trent Forrest played a lot of minutes, and and they did a nice job. You could tell defensively because the ball kept ending up in his hands to have to make a shot, and you know, unfortunately, he was not um, making shots tonight, and he he's been put in a really tough position. I think all the guys have, and. Um, yeah, it's just tonight when you're playing against Lillard and McCollum, and I actually think they guarded pretty well tonight for the most part. Um, you know, they didn't just give up a crazy amount. I think they ended up at like a, a 115 def- defensive rating. So it's higher than the, what they average, a 107. Um, but Portland didn't just totally get away from them. Um, it was really the Jazz inability to score that really kind of turned the game. Yeah, and they just couldn't take advantage of the fact that Portland is is not a good defensive team. The Jazz just didn't have, have enough offensive weapons and uh, to take advantage of that. Yeah, and I think that's where fatigue kind of kind of played into because in the Denver game, Denver kind of played the Jazz like that, kind of a uh, and everywhere and nowhere defense. Um, and the Jazz early in the game had some success getting to the rim, but that kind of went away. And I do believe that part of that is just kind of a sign of fatigue. Yeah, I, it, it would appear that way. And Nurkic, I mean, Nurkic can guard the rim. I mean, he's not the perfect defensive player by any means, but uh, he certainly is a big body. And, uh, you know, the, the, the rest were letting him play. They, they let him play. It was very physical. Um, you know, the, the Jazz struggled because those they would switch everything and then cutters would get stood up. And, um, you know, it was, it was that kind of game. I thought Nurkic was actually extra physical tonight. Got away with a few things, but you know that's where that guy is going to be really good if he can play nasty like that. And uh, I thought he he did. He affected the the rim tonight and did a nice job of clearing guys up for, with screens. It's what I think when they. The, I know it's been several years now since they traded for for Nurkic uh, when he came over for Denver, but I think it's what they were really hoping to get out of him because it's what this team lacks a little bit is that punch in the mouth type toughness. And then he's. You know he's he's gone through some injuries that are are rough. I mean, 
remember the leg break. Uh, what was, I guess, not last season, but the season before. That was just such a nasty injury. But um, uh, he's, a, he's a tough player when he's out there, and he's actually a good fit for this team with what he does well. Yeah, the other piece of this, you know, you talk about McCollum and, and Lillard really played on an advantage all night. Um, they really exploited the mid-range. You know, we've seen teams do that. Um, and, and, it, you know, for a spell there, the Jazz couldn't get a stop. Um, you know, when Favors was in the game particularly, you know, his energy level wasn't great. Um, and so guys got to where they wanted to on ball screens. And Portland did a good job of just being physical and kind of hanging around plays, you know, and, and ended up getting like offense rebound putbacks because of it. All right, with that, we will say good night uh, to our network stations. Uh, next broadcast coming your way on Friday night. The Jazz taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, road game. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage uh, will begin at 5. For those of you sticking around with us, we will have a post-game sound for you. Continue to break this one down as well as Jazz lose tonight to the Blazers. 105-98 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz lose to the Blazers tonight, 105 to 98. Get you some post-game sound coming up here momentarily. Let's uh, get a look right now, though, at your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company, uh, your office technology partner. Uh, tonight, the Utah Jazz shot 41.2% from the field. They were 12 of 40 from three, 30% even. Led by Jordan Clarkson, 29 points coming in off the bench on 11 of 17 shooting. Uh, Rudy had 15 tonight and 20 rebounds. Uh, Joe Ingles with 14. Bogdanovich with 12. George Niang uh, had 11. For the Blazers, Damian Lillard with 30. And 10 of uh, 20 shooting, 3 of 9 from the uh, from 3. McCollum had 26. Carmelo Anthony had 18 coming in off the bench. Uh, before I uh, get your thoughts on the, the stats of the game, Tim, we'll, we will keep uh, our eye on the Rockets-Lakers score, which is going on right now. The Lakers lead the Rockets 89-88. to Jazz fans out there, you are pulling for the Lakers tonight because you want Portland to be motivated tomorrow night when they take on the Phoenix Suns. And if the Lakers win, it'll keep the heat up on the Blazers to not want to be in that play-in scenario, and they'll be having something to play for coming up tomorrow night. So cheer for the Lakers. So cheer for the Lakers. So we'll keep an eye on that score as the uh, as the postgame show rolls along because, of course, the Jazz ma- Magic number remains at two with two games to play, meaning uh, any sort of uh, two add-up of Jazz wins or, or Suns losses. So root for those uh, Lakers. And then root for this Portland team tomorrow night when they take on the Suns because the Jazz – I am pretty confident are going to beat Oklahoma City on uh, on Friday. Oklahoma, the Thunder have lost 22 of 23, so they're trying to lose. So that should be a W. So there you go. There's your, your little update in the standings, and we'll keep an eye on uh, we'll keep an eye on the that score for you as well. But your thoughts on the Jazz didn't didn't shoot the ball well, uh, particularly didn't shoot the ball well in the second half. Yeah, it kind of went started to go kind of south in the second quarter. I mean, that's three quarters, second, third, and fourth where the Jazz don't get out of the 20s. Um, you know, they scored 20 points in the third and about more than halfway through the fourth, you said, do you realize the Jazz have five points? And I, and I looked at it, and at that point, they'd scored 25 in the second half. So this really wasn't 
much more than that. The Jazz just didn't have enough. Um, I, I actually bel- believe the effort was actually pretty good tonight. Um, when you look at all the numbers that would indicate that, like you mentioned, the rebounds, the Jazz with 53 rebounds tonight. Um, it was just kind of a weird night where, um, you know, much like the the, re- the first review where they said your your call your your appeal or whatever is successful, but we're going to change. Go ahead and change the file from George Niang to Rudy Gobert. It was one of those kind of nights, which I had no idea they could. Even I didn't do know that. you could do that either. But what I have learned is typically they go to that review, and it seems like they're just saying, "What's the? Uh, uh, how could we possibly mess this up more?" And let's pick that direction. I, I don't see it going much the way that it looks on the on the screen to me much when they come back with their with their um, assessment of what happened. Here's a little bit of honesty for you. I normally consider myself somebody that can grasp rules pretty easily, and I have no idea what the replay rules are. I got no clue. I don't. You you know what? And I don't mean to throw the Jazz coaching staff under the bus or, or certainly speak for them, but the, the way they appealed that, I'm not so sure the coaching staff knows entirely the rules because the referees were actually doing the Jazz a favor by giving that foul to George Niang. So I don't know. I, I don't know the rules. Oh, obviously, if they if they had to do it over again, they wouldn't have challenged that call. Not that it really mattered in the end, but... Kind of a similar play late where Covington got... Uh, they appealed a, a call there, and they went to their monitor, and they they played the the play, and I was like, oh yeah, he fouled him. Yeah, that's that'll be. And the, and they come back from the review, from the break, and it's a jump ball, and Portland wins it. I so I just I am never have any idea what what they're going to do or not. One do. of these days, more people are going to come around to my side where we just just get rid of review. It's not doing any good. They don't get it right when they review half the time anyway. It slows down the game and just aggravates fans. Or or limit the number you can do. Like yeah. I don't know. It's but it is a very very interesting thing that they they go over there a lot and it doesn't seem like much gets resolved. Or at least resolved, resolved correctly, correctly. Yeah. Or, or the way your eyes saw it, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of review in sports. And at the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of officials. It's just kind of me and so I, I got to be a little careful because I've got angst. I got built up angst over twenty three years. You've been scarred. I've been scarred, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough loss tonight for the Utah Jazz to the Portland Trailblazers. Let's get some sound going. Uh, let's go down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We'll start with Kristen Kenny. Hey, coach, you guys were rolling in that first quarter, shooting nearly sixty percent, but then you went twenty two of sixty three. What was Portland doing so well defensively? They were they were working hard. I think maybe the biggest thing for us is, you know, trying to stay out of a half court game, and you know that. You know, I, th- I thought we fouled, and that slowed the game down because, you know, we're not able to push the ball whether it's a make or a miss, um, and that's what you know that's what we've done, done well. I think that's what we did well early, um, but it's. No, like I said, we, we sometimes, you know, sometimes you make or you miss. And I, I thought we got good looks and um, they just didn't go in. And that's you just got to keep grinding. Next up, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, I'm wondering if, um, you know, some guys are starting to show fatigue, not overall game fatigue, but just fatigue of playing upper role in terms of Joe being 
you know, the, the primary ball handler, uh, Boyan being the primary scorer, um, you know, are some of, is that catching up to you guys a little bit uh, as we head down the stretch? Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, this, this, we've played well. You know, we won five in a row at home. Um, you know, last night we took a game. We were down to the last possession. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes when the, when the ball doesn't go in, you know, it, it has an impact on you. And, and that's, you know, that's something that, you know, we always talk about trying to play through that and keep attacking. Um, but it has a tendency to kind of um, to impact. And I think you, you, you can see that. So we just have to keep, keep at it and uh, keep helping each other and keep playing together. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. And maybe this is partly attributable to just the shots not going in, as you mentioned, but just 15 assists tonight. How did you feel about the ball movement in general? And also, do you feel like with no Don and no Mike, teams are maybe starting to catch on a little bit to how you guys are, are moving and, and operating offensively? Well, you know, I, I don't know how we'd look at it any differently if we made a couple more shots. Um, I, I, I agree that one of the key things for us, whether no matter who's there, and I think particularly without Don and Mike, is for the ball really to move. Um, we've talked about that and, you know, maybe you know, whether the assists reflect that or not, you know, that could be a couple made shots that bump the assists up. But um, we know that's something we really have to be committed to doing. Uh, and it's something we got to continue to do. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When I think it's fair to say that the bench unit hasn't had uh, as good of a stretch recently in these last few games as they did earlier on when Mike and Donovan were first getting hurt. Uh, was that, uh, have you seen anything different from that bench lineup recently? You know, is there anything from an execution point of view that's different or is it just kind of outcome? You know, it, it's hard to say. Every game's a little different. Um, you know, obviously people people begin to really prepare for you in a different way. And that has an impact, but, um, you know, I, th I think the, the key thing for our whole group um, in, in this situation is to, is to defend. And if, if we can do that with that, that bench group, there's a, a few different lineups in during that time. And, um, you know, if we can, we can do those things out, you know, obviously, you're not going to have your best game every night. And, you know, these last two games we played are really competitive games with playoff implications. And, um, you know, I, I just think we're competing. And that that's as much as anything, that's that's what I want to see. And I, I think we're doing that. I think we did it the other night. Um, and even tonight with, with the ball not going in the hole, we, we, we hung in there and, it, you know, it was a you know, double-figure game. We cut it to nine. It was right around that, you know, that – that 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 was the lead right in that area where you're you're just keep hanging in there and a couple of shots go down and suddenly there's game pressure we couldn't quite get to that point tonight but um as i said whether you know to a man um we just need to keep competing and that that's what we've done and try to control what we can control all right thank you coach all right there you go that's jazz head coach quinn snyder coach lacombe what do you think about uh, what coach snyder had to say I thought I thought it was pretty candid and honest. I think his, um, you know, he, he, I liked what he said at the end there. The Jazz just need to keep focusing on themselves and, and compete. I, I know that 
know, everybody wants to lock this thing up, and, and this is really difficult right now because everybody feels like there's opportunities being missed. But I think uh, the thing you have to keep in perspective is um, they've played like over a month here without Donovan, 14 games, Mike nine. Uh, and in my mind, they, they fared pretty well. Tonight was going to be a tough task no matter what. You and I were talking, Jake, before yeah. the game. Um, you know, Lillard and McCollum are tough anyway, but with something totally to prove, and they've got that, that angle, that's, uh, that's, that's a really tough ask. So I um, agree totally with Quinn. They, they did have the game at a spot where they've gotten it a couple times this year where they get down. And they just re- nearly need one or two shots to go in. They've had that happen quite a bit. It happened the other night, Golden State. But tonight, they just couldn't find it. No, and, and you know, Trent Forrest plays 20 minutes tonight because they need him because they don't have a backup point guard uh, because Joe Ingles has to, to carry so much of the load, 32 minutes tonight for, for Joe. So Trent, who's, who is a capable player, is just not a shooter. And, and that's what really hurt him because, you know, he's, excuse me, one for nine tonight, one for four from three. And when he's out there, they're playing four on five, and it's it's tough. And uh, you look on you and I were chatting about this a little bit uh, off the air. You look on social media, and people are getting after Trent a little bit. But listen, he's uh, Jazz have injury issues. This is a guy who's down. You know, I don't know where you'd put him on the you know hierarchy of the roster, but you're talking about your ninth, tenth, eleventh dude on the on the roster. There's a reason he's not a third, fourth, or fifth guy on the roster. I mean, it's it's players that have flaws in their game that are trying to develop and make it in the NBA and he's getting an opportunity, but you know, it's tough. Well, the, the other one that I, I kind of chuckled is, you know, basically people were going at Forrest and Oni and, you know, I, I just want to say, Hey guys, you do understand we've got two all-stars over there that uh, kind of helped us do this. And these guys are doing everything they can. Um, but, but it was a tough, like I said, it was a tough ask from the beginning um, credit Portland because they really were locked into personnel and there was a reason the ball kept ending up, you know, late in a shot clock in a guy's hands who didn't really have what it took to make the play. Uh, that's that's really good coaching, and you got to give uh, Stotts and his crew a, a tip of the cap in the way that uh, Portland executed the plan too. Mark Miller, Subaru is Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score, Jazz lose to the Blazers tonight, 105-98. to We'll get you more sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, 105 98 final. Jazz lose to the Blazers tonight. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Find out more at uh, markmillersubaru.com. Let's get your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painter. It's called 1 800 Go Serta or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, Jazz outscored the Blazers 40 to 32. Surprised Rudy didn't score more in the second half. He was uh, rolling a little bit in the first. The Blazers obviously made that adjustment where they started switching more. And uh, much like the, the Golden State game, uh, it uh, limited what Rudy was able to do offensively. Any kind of switch is going to cause a, an issue in timing in the ball screen you're typically used to. And Phoenix, or excuse me, Portland did a good job of standing Rudy up at the point of the screen. Um, so as he sets the screen and starts to roll, Guard jumps underneath and and basically is just going to make it really hard for Rudy to get three or four feet. Um, again, that's a call that you, sometimes you get, sometimes you don't. Portland was really aggressive with it, and I liked it. And when Rudy did get it, 
you noticed three or four guys came and swarmed and d- dug the ball out. Um, definitely scouting report stuff and um, executed very well by Portland. Tonight. And and Derek Favors, you know, um, he's he's been great for the team this year, but it was noticeable when Derek was out there and not Rudy tonight. I mean, partly not Derek's fault because, of course, they're going to take it at Derek because he's not Rudy Gobert, but they really took it at him tonight, and he struggled. Yeah, he's been struggling with the stuff he's really good at, um, you know, being big, uh, rooting out defenders on the on the glass. He just kind of got smothered tonight. And was noticeably just a step slow. Again, we've talked about that this year, and I think it's probably a sign of when he gets pretty worn down. Um, he's been playing a lot. Nice to see uh, Azubuke come off. And, and got some dope minutes got some tonight. Dope minutes tonight. I was hoping they maybe would go to him a little earlier just to see if he could bring a spark. But I would imagine, you know, all that stuff's done uh, with a reason in mind. But it was nice to see big number 20 take the court. I'll tell you what, and we, we won't spend a ton of time dwelling on Doak, but he, he, when he came out on the floor, it's just a reminder, he is a monster. He is big, and he is athletic, and I'll tell you what, if, you know, uh, I'm not sure if Alex Jensen is his coach, but Alex has worked with the bigs in the past, obviously, and Rudy, and if if Alex can, you know, sink his teeth in a little bit and develop him, I think he's got a, a ton of potential. Certainly physically has a ton of potential. He's a he's mammoth. And, he is huge. But the, I'm telling you, the other thing about it, you you don't usually get massive like that, and then have that unbelievable athletic ability, and and really as big and strong as he is. When you see him jump and run, I mean that's the stuff that makes you really excited. And I agree with you. There's a lot of of raw potential there. That uh, you know this staff's done a great job of bringing guys along. So certainly got a nice uh, you know start and a kind of a nice base to work with, but. Uh, you know, it was just more than anything, it was just nice to see that Doak made it all the way back. All right, let's keep the sound rolling. Uh, let's go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. Okay, we'll start with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Rudy, coach was talking about how Portland was making you play in the half court. What do you do to prevent that, to counter that? I mean, try to push the bar. You know, we got to get stops first, um, you know, and try to push the pace, uh, whether it's the wings or myself and whoever got the ball, you know, try to push the pace. But they did, uh, you know, we got to give them credit. I mean, they, they made everything harder for us, um, you know, and they played very physical. You know, we, we just, uh, it was harder for us to, you know, to do what we wanted to do. Despite all that, we got some, a lot of open shots, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, on another day, we probably make those shots and uh, it's a different game, you know, so uh, I like the way we kept playing defense. We kept competing throughout the, the whole game and uh, we came playing through a lot of fouls and uh, physicality. So it, it was a great game for us to to get better. Next up, Maxime Legorge, the free agent out of France. Hi, Rudy. Uh, what are the, the, the next idea to prevent from the mid-distance shot, to, to prevent the shoot from Timakula and Damian Nidad? I mean, first of all, you got to give them credit, especially CJ. Uh, I mean, their name, his name was CJ. We know he's a really good scorer. And, uh, you know, tonight, uh, he made a lot, a lot, a lot of really tough shots. Um, 
I don't feel like he had one uncontested shot tonight. Most of them were contested. Um, you know, and he made them. Uh, contested floaters, contested mid-range, contested threes also. Uh, you know, you got to give them credit when credit is due. Uh, you know, despite all that, they still, you know, score 105 points, which is, you know, on a game when they made a lot of tough shots, it's still, I still feel like we did a good job defensively. Uh, you know, there's always things we could have done better, but, uh, you know, I think we we made their life uh, a little tough and, you know, they had to, you know, make some tough shots and that's what they did. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, obviously you guys have had a while to play without Don and Mike at this point, but teams have also now kind of had a while to see how you play without those two. Do you feel like teams are starting to kind of, you know, figure out the counters to what you guys are doing, given that you're down, you know, two all-stars at this point? Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. I mean, you, you can feel that the teams watch what other teams do, you know, and uh, and uh, they usually try to replicate it uh, their, their way. Uh, you know, that's what, you know, the NBA does. That's what every team does. And, uh, and obviously, you know, when you miss your two leading scorers, um, you know, it makes, uh, I want to say it makes it a little easier on team to, on teams to, uh, to prepare for us, you know, and that's why we, we saw how to guard with, with everybody is because we got so many weapons. Uh, and when those guys are not here, uh, you know, the defense can really focus on, on, you know, Joe Boy and Jordan and, uh, you know, and, and make our, make their life tougher, you know, and, uh, you know, it's. I think it's great for us, you know, to go through that phase right now. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, and it just makes us better. And you know, I think despite all that, we still played uh, uh, for the most part of the game. I think we played the right way. You know, we, we the ball was moving. Uh, you know, we had a lot of wide open shots. You know, I had a few things at the rim I could have finished. Um, and once again, it was a really physical game. You know, we could have been on the line few more times, but, uh, you know, that's what's going to be for, that's what's going to be during the playoffs. You know, we, we're not going to expect anything and, uh, having those type of games right now, I think it's really good for us, you know, to, to understand that, uh, we can also raise our physicality defensively, uh, because not a lot of things are going to get called. So it's, it's on us to, you know, get into that playoff mode and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, keep keep fighting through it, keep getting better every night. All right, we have time for one last question. This will be from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, kind of piggybacking off that a little bit, without Don and Mike, have you felt a little bit more of a responsibility maybe to be a constant for the team and be a little bit more of a, a vocal leader as they've been out? I feel like I have this responsibility every night. You know, my, my role is the same. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and when, when those guys are not here, you know, I think obviously we play a different, a different type of basketball, but, uh, for me, uh, I come in every single night trying to, you know, uh, be the best leader I can be for this team and, and, and anchor this team defensively and, and be a force offensively and get my teammates open, you know, and, uh, um, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, everything is always a little harder when you're missing some guys, but, uh, you know, every night, 
uh, is a challenge for us every night. It's an opportunity for for us to get better, and uh, hopefully, you know, we get these guys back really soon. But uh, you know, we we gotta embrace every opportunity that we have. You know, and and we have young guys that don't get a lot of minutes that you know uh, that are learning through these you know through these big games, and you know, and uh, for them, it can only be helpful. All right, that's all for tonight. Thank you, Rudy. There's Rudy Gobert. Uh, I really liked Rudy's comments right there. He said they didn't do a whole lot wrong. They just didn't have the the weapons out there to to kind of get them over the hump. And the the example he pointed to and explained, and I, I thought he was totally right about this when you think about the game, C.J. McCollum played great tonight, 26 points, 12 of 22 shooting. Uh, but according to Rudy's recollection, and I'm, I, I'm not going to disagree with him, he didn't make an uncontested shot all night. They played good defense on him, and he just outplayed him. And then also talking about when they don't have their guys, the other team can really focus on Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles because, well, they don't have to worry about Trent Forrest. Well, going into the game, if you'd have told me um, that 38 shots from Portland would be, would have been mid-range shots. Again, a team that is second in the league in three-point shots. Um you know, I'd say the Jazz had a pretty good chance just based on that alone, but they made tough twos. You think about the ones Carmelo made, little turnarounds, yep. uh, the pull-ups and, and things that Donovan, or excuse me, that uh, Damian made, and then um, then obviously the what we talked about with McCollum. I think the, the Jazz did a nice job defensively, and they, they, you know, Portland countered, did a good job in the mid-range, kind of flipped their shot chart and made it work for them. And the Jazz didn't have enough offensively to keep uh, keep pace. Yep, they didn't tonight. And then when the you know uh, the energy level dropped because these guys have been playing really hard, shorthanded for a while now, almost a month without Donovan Mitchell, caught up to him a little bit. Not not trying to make excuses. It's just how the game went. I mean, it, it was actually both sides didn't have a ton of energy down the stretch, but certainly not the Jazz. Jazz started great. You know, we were looking at each other like, man, they may kind of run away and. Um, you know, you just know that Lillard and McCollum, especially with something on the line, were going to make it tough. And and then kind of the bottom fell out offensively. That's really when the game turned. The Jazz were stuck. You know, they scored two points in the first, like, eight minutes um, uh, of that second half. So it was a very, very difficult, um, you know, offensive night. And, again, Portland did a nice job with a game plan. Uh, they can't play that way with, with Mike and Donovan out there. And I yeah. think that's what everybody's got to get off the ledge and understand. All right, let's get some more post-game sounds. Go back to the media room and hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, we'll get started here. We have uh, Matthew Coles with AP first up. Boyan, in the third and the fourth quarters, you only uh, the, your team only had one basket uh, in the first seven or eight minutes. What made it so difficult to score there in the second half, especially at the first of each quarter? I mean, beginning of the third quarter, I was I was kind of looking more to get uh, to get it to the foul line, and then I couldn't get any any call. So I did get when I what I wanted, but I was I was kind of out of out of the game. I was not in a, in the right mood there, basically. And then I think that JC is pretty one pretty more the the only one that uh, that came out like offensively with the right mindset. So. All right, next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Bogey, usually being the number one or the number two seed is an advantage, but do you look at it that way now, considering that there's this play-in tournament? 
No, of course. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty good teams in in the playing tournament. So we got a we got to secure number one spot. We got to still have two games. We got to we got to win both of both of them, and and then we're gonna see after that who we gonna who we gonna play. But whoever we play is gonna be it's gonna be a tough matchup. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Ogie, are you and JC kind of starting to feel the effects of being, you know, going from being like the second or third or fourth options normally to now being one and two with, with Mike and Don out as many games as they have been? Are, are you finding teams like really kind of challenging guys like you and Joe more? I mean, of, of course, they were, they were trying to, to double, to double JC for a, for a whole game. So, so they didn't they didn't allow him to hit any any wide open looks. They were trying to top, top block my, my my pin downs and, and and send me to the to the rim and weak me on a on a pick and roll. So they are every every team is trying to to prepare the game, same like like we are we are trying to pre- prepare a game against against them. So it's 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 normal that they, that they're gonna throw different looks and different defense on on on, on us right now. Next, we have Juan Baraco with Salimo out of Uruguay. Hola, Boyan. Um, three games until playoff basketball. Is it frustrating for you uh, personally like to struggle as a team, uh, especially in the fourth quarter? Or is it just one more game and you're not so worried about it? Thank you. I mean, I think that we did a pretty, pretty good job. What we, what we are looking at here, it's, it's our defense. It's 100 105 points uh, against the team that has been number one offensively last last 10 15 games so i think we did a we did a good job overall but we couldn't we couldn't hit any any shot unfortunately like i said jc was the was the only one that they were was getting getting buckets so like i said overall i mean we had a we had a pretty pretty good game defensively that's the that's the one positive thing from uh, from this game all right, that's it for tonight. Thank you, Boyan. Interesting that last part, and and Rudy said some similar. You know, defensively they they played well enough to win. They just didn't uh, didn't have the offensive firepower. He mentioned that Jordan Clarkson was really the only one who had it rolling at times in this game, and that is that is totally true. You know, you look at the defensive effort, uh, Coach Lacombe, holding the Blazers to 105 points is that's fine work. It should be enough to get a win over over Portland. But, uh, you know, Bogdanovich himself, 5-14, 12 points, 0-5 from three. I mean, didn't have it going. And if Bogdanovich doesn't have it going and, and Donovan and, and Mike Conley are not playing, I mean, Jordan Clarkson, come on down. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and he had 29 tonight and had a great game, but it just wasn't enough. Boyan right there, interesting, and I love this about him. Uh, you kind of see what the locker room's like by the, the honesty of the guys. But Boyan said, you know, I got a little rattled myself. Uh, my mind wasn't in the right place. Um, and, and that's what it looked like. I think that the, you know, Portland being really physical and then obviously the, the way that they guarded the Jazz, you know, he, he said we, they had a game plan for me. They, they kind of pushed my ball screens down. Um, he talked about a top lock, which uh, when it, a team sets a down screen, the defender, instead of trailing and allowing to use it, uh, they jump up on top and force everything to go underneath the screen. So basically trying to eliminate the screen altogether. And they did a nice job of doing that, jumping up on top, not letting Boyan come off those pin downs, which is a, a, typically an easy way for the Jazz to get points. 
All right. I uh, want to remind you about our friends, Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Portland beats the Jazz 105 to 98. We'll get you more sound coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall to the Blazers tonight, 105 to 98. Post game brought to you by friends of Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Let's get a look at your Master of the Glass brought to you by Safe Lot Auto Glass, uh, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, no surprise, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 20 rebounds tonight for Rudy. 15 defensive, 5 offensive. He was a monster on the glass uh, tonight. Only had one block shot for Rudy. You say only. Uh, but it was a great block shot. Uh, stuffed Nurkic as he went back up after grabbing an offensive rebound. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Rudy off the second bounce, the second hop, is pretty amazing. Like the way, yeah, he can gather really quick and read it. Um, that That's what that one was. It, typically, that's kind of a weak point for a big, but he's got great timing and understanding and when to, you know, when to challenge and when to just go straight up. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to block that shot. No. I mean, that was, how tall is Nurkic? 7'2"? Yeah, 7'1". 7'1"? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's up there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. But Rudy, um, I, I, I lost count of how many games that Rudy was not our master of the glass this season. And I think it's, I, I can't remember. It's like it's, four or five. It's like four, maybe five. Right. Yeah. And one of those was in a game Rudy didn't play. <laughs> he's just, he's so good. He is, he is so good. He's so consistently uh, good, and uh, was again uh, certainly uh, tonight. Let's also uh, check out your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz tonight from three, 12 of 40, 30 percent. They were led by. Let's see here. George Niang was three of six as he continues to shoot the ball very well. Um, Joe Ingles three for nine. Uh, Jordan Clarkson three for eight. Uh, Jarrell Brandley one for one. Uh, uh, Trent for, uh, Forrest, one for four. Mie Oni, one for two. And then a bunch of guys went over. Bogdanovich, 0 for five. Royce O'Neal, 0 for three. Uh, Matt Thomas, 0 for two. Um, so, yeah, Royce, Royce O'Neal did not play well tonight. One for eight from the field, 0 for, uh, 0 for three from three. Two points, eight boards, and three assists. However, he did have the, the Damian Lillard assignment tonight. And, you know, as far as guarding that guy goes, I actually thought Royce did a pretty decent job. Yeah, when you see that he only he took nine threes tonight, um, you know, and they did a nice job of running him off the line, and, and he went three for nine. So they did, they did a nice job there. Um, he did not go to the foul line in the second half, which was huge. Um, and you know, I felt like both he and McCollum kind of had to change the typical way they get their shots and made tough ones. And that's really all you can ask your defense to do. Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> tough to tough to chase Dame around the floor all night long. That's uh, that's for sure. Again, Lillard uh, finished tonight thirty points, ten of twenty shooting, uh, three of nine from three, seven of eight from the line. He had six assists and two rebounds. Uh, McCollum tonight twenty six points, 
on 12 of 22, shooting two of six from three. You pointed this out er uh, earlier. Interesting, uh, the, the Blazers shot 32 threes, 13 of 32, which is uh, almost 10 threes attempted below their average. And that's the amazing thing about this Jazz team. They they lead the NBA in threes attempted, and they're the, the best team in taking away the three. Um, and that's such a great thing to have, uh, to be able to understand the value of it offensively and then kind of the, the difficulty, you know, if you give up a lot of threes. So they've done a nice job of managing that three-point line on both sides. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's uh, let's get some more postgame sound going. Let's go back to the media room, and now let's hear from Jordan Clarkson. We will start with Sarah Todd, Desert News. Jordan, well, Mike and Don have been out. Do you feel how important is it that Rudy has been a constant? I mean, I know how important all three of them are, but that he's been a constant there for you, and that you still have one of you know the vocal leaders on this team there for you every night. Uh, it's, it's big for us, uh, especially defensively, uh, with him back there talking, um, still making plays on the ball and rebounding. Uh, that's definitely big for us. Um, but yes, yeah, he's been a definitely big help. Um, you know, contributing to, to what we're doing. Kristen Kenny Jazz TV is next. JC, number one, do you feel teams are really getting to know you or know you so well at this point? And how are they guarding you now? Um, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of double teams, um, you know, top blocking, denying. I've seen everything uh, this second half of the season. Uh, but it's good, though. I, I like the challenge. Um, it's good I'm seeing it uh, in the regular season. Uh, so if teams try to do it in the playoffs, I'm ready for it. Starting to get a little bit more comfortable because I'm getting more reps at it. Uh, teams are doing a lot of things. Um, but, yeah, I'm continuing to get to my spots, uh, trying to make plays and, and score the ball when I'm in there. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Jordan, just wanted to kind of follow up on that with, you know, Don and Mike having been out for as long as they have been now. And, you know, you having to step up offensively and Bogey having to step up and, uh, you know, Joe having to take on more responsibility. Are you seeing teams, you know, kind of be able to throw a little more at you three defensively? And, and you know, what kind of impact did that have tonight? Um. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of teams doing different things. Like I said, they blitzing, switching, just doing all kind of things, you know, trying to get the ball out of, uh, you know, us, us three playmakers' hands. And, um, you know, we're still doing a good job of making a play, getting in the paint, scoring the ball. But, um, you know, it's definitely – both of those guys have missed so much. Um, you know, you see a lot more of um, – you know, I'm – I'm not in catch and shoot situations anymore as much. Um, you know, I'm on the ball a lot, trying to make plays and stuff, as well as Joe, um, and as well as Boyan. So um, they, those two guys um, definitely come in and make big plays and break the defense down, and you know, do things that um, you know a lot of a lot of teams don't have. So um, definitely, those guys are missed. We can't wait to get them back healthy. Um, and ready to kick this thing off for the playoffs. So, um, you know, you'll see a really good team at that time as well. I think we're doing fine right now, um, holding the anchor down, but uh, we definitely miss those guys. Okay, that's all the time we have for tonight. So thank you so much, Jordan. 
Jordan Clarkson thought some interesting comments right there. He was talking about how he's he's not off the ball, shooting catch and shoot as much. It's, you know, missing two key guys like Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, it's amazing the adjustment that the rest of the team has to go through. I know that seems like the most obvious take ever, but there's a, there's a perfect example right there where Jordan, uh, you know, he has to be on the ball, and when they're switching, he has to be the one creating his own shot, and it, it's a little bit different. I mean, we've talked a lot about how he's cut out the mid-range game out of his game. He's a catch-and-shoot-three guy or, or going to the rim. Well, he's dribbling around now because there's nobody else to dribble. He has to dribble. Um, and, you know, the part of it, too, every single guy has a real strength, right, that they bring. You know, and the crazy part is, obviously, Mike's is, to, we've said it all year long when he's out there. Like you say to me, things just seem to go better when Mike Conley's on the floor, and it's true because he is able to be a threat as a scorer but still be able to get the team in what they need to, push the ball up the floor with a good pace, um, you know, get, get an entry pass and get everything started. Um, and you take that for granted when you don't have him out there. And then Donovan's a guy who can do it all. Um, but in a game like tonight, it would be Donovan City, you know, because if they're going to switch everything and you got Nurkic on Donovan – Good luck. Yeah. Um, and, and the Jazz just could not make them pay enough tonight. Um, and and then Portland, the way they schemed to, you know, they wanted the ball not in Clarkson's hand, but in Trent Forrest's hands or Mieoni's hands or uh, anybody but Clarkson and Boyan. And, and, you know, both those guys fought through it. But, um, you know, Boyan just had a tough night. They're going to have a hard time winning games when Boyan's 0 for 5 from 3. I mean, they just are. You know, I think uh, Stotts is is a good coach and done a good job there in Portland, but that's not the most difficult uh, defensive game plan to draw up. Is no, it? no, 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 no. <laughs> Look at the who's playing for the Jazz and go, you know what we need to do? Not let these three guys shoot it. Right. But I'm telling you, the, the key to all that, the, the, it's one thing to have a game plan, but where the real magic happens is communicating it in a short period of time to your team and getting buy-in and adoption for the plan and then going out and actually executing it correctly. And you saw at the start of the, the Warriors-Jazz game, the, the Jazz faced a very similar situation where there were a couple of guys they didn't need to guard, and they ended up giving shots up to guys that they did because, you know, it's different when you have to switch up the way you typically do things. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. This, it, it seems um, like the obvious play, but great execution made it all work. It did, and, and Portland played well. Portland's a good team. I still don't, uh, you know, we talked about this in the hot topic uh, today during the pregame, and I, I'm not throwing them in the uh, in the contender boat just no, yet. No, I'm but, not either. But, you know, Carmelo Anthony plays a role for this team. He played well tonight. I still think he's a defensive liability. But And, and their two top guys, their guard line, their backcourt is, is incredible. So I'll ask you this. I mean, so not a contender, but you feel like they could win a playoff series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on who they get matched exactly. up against, of course. But, right. yeah, certainly. I mean, it, it's, And then, I mean, you win one, and then maybe there's an upset, and then they win another, and then they're in a rhythm and all bets are off. But that's what's crazy about We can't see that piece of it right now. Who's going to play who? I'm trying to remember who they played in the second round when they went to the conference finals a couple of years ago. I, I'll go back and look at it. But that's essentially what happened to them then. They got a favorable second-round matchup, and all of a sudden they're – finding themselves in the Western Conference Finals. So you, you're right. You never know. And if, if this Blazers team played Denver in the first round with no Jamal Murray, and I know Jokic and Denver are still playing well, so, you know, it would be a tough series to predict. But I think we certainly could see the possibility of, of the Blazers beating that Denver team, no doubt. It was, was it the Nuggets? I think it was the Nuggets. It looks like they started out with Thunder, and then they played the Nuggets and then got swept by the – Warriors. Does right. that sound right? Yep, that sounds right. 
So, yeah, they got uh, an up-and-coming Nuggets team and were able to get a little more favorable matchup. And I can't remember who the Nuggets beat. But, uh, yeah, you never know when it comes to playoff time. You never know who's hurt and who's healthy and all that stuff either. So, Yeah, that's that's the stuff. If you had a crystal ball, man, or Biff's Almanac, or... Any kind of fortune telling device that would be very useful about right now. Biff Salmanac. <laughs> a Back to the Future two Thank you. reference uh, right there. That, Not the original. That's seriously. I, if I had any piece of any, like if I could get an almanac, in oh gosh, can you imagine? You know how the world's no all altered. You know the the present uh, the present day. You know what would the present day look like if Tim Lacombe had Biff Salmanac? Oh, I'd I'd be bigger than Biff. I'll promise you that. It'd be a big deal. I wondered who'd maybe uh, I don't know, who'd be waxing my car. That's what I got to think about. Remember when McFly had to wax? Biff's oh yeah, car? well that that's easy, Lloyd. Oh, that's right, it's Lloyd. <laughs> the the answer the answer is is Lloyd. Actually, maybe Hans. But what about Locke? I bet you Locke could put a nice nice wax on the car. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's ever had to do that for very long. Uh, maybe not. Uh, all right. This is the the point in the program where we usually have a couple of stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing from AT and T Sportsnet. We'll just give him a shout out tonight. He was uh, 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 distracted with some other duties that he had to do. So we're we're giving Tyson the night off. Well, we're awfully thankful for what he's done this year. And I'm telling you, I'm glad you're back because you you do a better job of working it in. Uh, follow Tyson on Twitter at TyEwing2, and uh, he was active tweeting tonight, uh, as he uh, often is. But uh, we'll, get, we'll give Tyson the night off. We hope his other duties went well. All right, coming up next, we will get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one as the Jazz just have two games left in the regular season. Amazing. want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Clarkson, left-hand drive, works the baseline, squirrels back to his right hand, tries to drop step to his left, he can't get it there. Ball fake, steps through, tough look on the baseline, he hit it. How does he do it? David Locke with your play of the game right there. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz come up short tonight against Blazers. 105-98 to uh, is your final. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Quick review if you're just joining us. Jazz led tonight by Jordan Clarkson, who had 29 points on 11 of 17, shooting 3 of 8 from 3. Four of five from the line. Rudy Gobert had 15 points, 20 rebounds for Rudy. He had a block shot uh, as well. Joe Ingles with 14 points tonight, four assists, four rebounds. Joe didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Four of 13, three of nine from three. Uh, we were seeing, uh, uh, quick uh, talking about Joe real quick here, Coach Lacombe. We, we were seeing him shoot at just a, an unbelievable rate, but uh, with Mike Ann Donovan not in the lineup and he really being the only full-time point guard on the roster and having the ball in his hands so much more, we've seen those percentages go down a little bit, uh, quite a bit actually. But that's certainly to be expected. It's the type of threes that he's able to take. I mean, he's just totally different, right? Yeah, he's not He's not a great, um, you know, having to, to bounce it a bunch and shoot it, you know, where he's unbelievable. And as we've seen, he's got such a quick release. 
uh, when he's you know spotted up in the corner, Donovan might find him uh, time after time. That really kind of gets him going and in a rhythm. Right now, he's worrying about all the stuff I talked about earlier in yeah. the earlier segment. Like Mike, he's getting the ball up the floor, and people are hounding him there. That's a scouting report thing. Um, he's getting across, you know, giving it up, getting it back, ends up with it late in shot clocks and has to take shots that he typically wouldn't take. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely affected his, his rhythm and where he was really successful from the three-point line. You know, it's just changed what shots he's getting. Real quick, we said we were going to keep an eye on this score uh, because it matters uh, uh, how important Portland's game tomorrow against Phoenix is. Uh, the Lakers did beat the Rockets tonight. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. The Lakers still won, uh, 124 to 122. Wow. One by two. How I mean, about this, that? This drama is pretty good with this uh, This change to playoffs the first year. It, it It's changed some things, that's for sure. It's making games more more important and making games uh, teams try harder, which I, I'm still a little torn on the play-in scenario, I suppose. We'll see how it how it plays out, but I do like that effect. It's made the last week of the season much, much better. And I'm telling you, if that is the, if that is the end result, then I think it's a positive thing. Might be worth it. All right, uh, let's get some final thoughts from you, Coach Lacombe, before we uh, – put this baby to bed well i i just i think everything needs to be put in perspective um you know i i've been interesting because gotten some you know some tweets and i think there's a question you know do the jazz really want to be the number one seed yeah i can promise you they do um but it just goes back to that conversation what's more important um the jazz seed or their health now i think that you know if, if there was a way to see the seed and the matchup then maybe it becomes relevant but right now um, the most important thing is health, and they're just not going to take any chances. Um, these guys are, you know, have sat out. They're, you know, we know Donovan's going to be out the rest of the year. We'll see with Mike, um, you know. But one of those guys coming back would just be a huge shot in the arm. It, it would allow everybody to maybe take a deep breath. Um, and a guy like Trent Forrest wouldn't be in a position where he has to go one for nine yeah. and has to keep shooting it because there's nobody else to put in the game. And so I think that's all the stuff. I think perspective is probably the word of the night. We want to say uh, big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling all the action as always. Thanks to uh, John Kiefer, our broadcast assistant tonight. Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Lundy. Terrific work. Um, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, thank you, Coach Lacombe. You're the man. Namaste, my friend. I'll see you Friday. Sounds good. All right, uh, only two regular season games left for the Utah Jazz. Next game coming your way Friday night, Jazz in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.